welcome to the Church Brand Guide podcast. My name is Michael Persad. This is the podcast where we want to serve you as your virtual communications director to provide clear communication strategy because we believe that confusion is the enemy of your vision. All right, welcome to Church Brand Guide. My name is Michael Persad. So glad to see you on the, on this call today. Um, I wanted to jump into a couple things. Uh, later on, we'll be talking about our topic today which is going to be uh, just the, the idea of um, sharing our events in a way that's more effective. So I'm calling it event marketing that gets people to show up. So we'll, we'll get into that. I want to share some strategies that I've implemented personally at different churches that have seen some pretty good results. Um, so I want to give you some of that. Uh, right now, though, I just wanted to share with you uh, Generations Church. And uh, Generations Church is a great church that I worked with uh, not too long ago. Uh, they were looking to rebrand, and they were actually a different name. It was, they were called um, Canton Church. I think Canton was the name of their city. Uh, and then they wanted to rebrand into Generations Church, just to step into a new uh, vision that, that God had for the church. So um, I'm going to do a screen share for those of you that are watching on video, and just share with you some of the, the branding. But I'll talk through it as well if you're Listening on audio, you should be able to just follow along just fine. Uh, I like to share brand stories because uh, stories are really powerful to just uh, help you maybe unpack something that you're struggling with when it comes to your brand. So Generations Church, they wanted to lean into this idea that it's a three generations church. They, it's not just about young people um, and they, they aren't this church that's only like older people. They wanted to include the whole family from grandma to grandson and uh, have it all work together. So Generations Church. So with their branding, we created something that would represent that idea, but have a little bit more of a modern feel to it. So with branding in general, we want to lean a little bit younger. Uh, that's going to appeal to the broadest group of people. And we also want to uh, make sure we have a target in mind, a target audience as we design stuff. So it gives us a lot of clarity on the fonts we choose, the colors we choose, the, the, the way that the uh, design um, takes place. So with this particular logo design, the final result was uh, a mark with the words Generations Church. And the mark is basically three lines and uh, the, the, the line on the far left is, is shorter and smaller. And then the, the lines on the right are taller. So it just represents this idea of growth or generation um, so you can kind of see that symbolically. It's not something that you outright would see or um, something along those lines where it's a picture of something. It's just symbolic. It just feels right. It's kind of like a, if you think about a Nike logo, there's just a swoosh. And a lot of people don't know what that swoosh is. They think it's just a check mark. In fact, I had a, I had a conversation with my eight-year-old son the other day. We're at the mall and we saw Nike, the, the, the logo. I was like, hey, what, what is that? And uh, he's like, well, it's a check mark. And I was like, well, no, not really. It's actually a wing. It's the wing of a, the Greek god of victory whose name is Nike. But he was uh, at eight years old. He's like, that doesn't look like a wing. So I was like, yeah, but that's kind of what a logo is. It's symbolic. It shows movement and it kind of uh, symbolizes an active lifestyle, which is the brand that Nike has. So in the same way, you're not going to see exactly like what it is with, with, um, with a logo design. A lot of times it's just very symbolic. So this is the, the, end, the end result. Uh, we're using a font that's a condensed font. It looks very um, modern. 
Yeah, but it's not too modern to where it'll be trendy. So it's kind of a fine line between that. Um, so again, Generations Church, uh, uh, I, I have an agency where I can work with people one-on-one, -on -one, churches one-on-one -on -one to, to help rebrand. And this is one of the uh, people that reached out and we were able to work with them one-on-one. -on -one. I'll show you a few more uh, variations of this logo so that you can see it. So we have a horizontal version, which will be the primary version. We have a vertical version. And then we have um, some color variations as well. So this is all this combined helps to uh, really let this church lean into this branding and have a, a wide range of media that they can, they can use for their marketing. Uh, you can see some of the ways we've applied it just so you can get a feel for what the, what the branding will look like as, as you use it on different materials. So once again, that's, um, that's just a story behind Generations Church and creating a brand for them. Uh, a brand is not a logo. Just want to keep that in mind. Uh, a brand is not a logo. A logo is part of a brand. A brand is the, um, it's how people perceive you. So uh, in our branding process, whenever I uh, work with uh, clients, I will help them to create a perception, a brand strategy. So overall, the community perceives the church in the proper way. So they don't see it as something different than what the vision of the church is. And so we have a whole process to say, hey, when somebody shows up at the front door for the first time on a Sunday morning, what's the end result that you want for them? And then how do we get them there? And from that, we can design uh, what that brand looks like based on the target audience, the people that you're really good at reaching um, as, a, as a church. Uh, so that, that's what helps us to get a lot of um, uh, great results where we create a church that is attractive to the community because they understand it quickly. Uh, confusion is the enemy. It's, it's an enemy of your vision. And we just want to create clarity around the church and what the benefits are that people can expect when they come to a church. Because coming to church isn't normal, not, not like it used to be. So um, let me kick things off today with our topic. So welcome to Church Brain Guide. My name is Michael Persad. And today we are going to serve you as your virtual communications director because I want to help you do a few things. First of all, I want to help you become your church's brand expert. That way you, you know how to turn strangers into contributors. I want to help you steward your resources well. So you're saying yes to the right things. Um, I want to help you get more guests to show up, more, see more life change take place in your church, and have more people contribute to the vision that God has given you. So we have this process that we go through here, Church Brand Guide. And step number one is to get clear. Get clear about who we serve. Number two is to create the experience. Um, so based on the people we're serving, how do we create the right experience for them? Step three is to attract people. We have to have a mechanism in place that gets new people to come in. And step four is to get buy-in. So once people come, our job is not over. We have to get them to take their next steps. So from that, I just want to provide some clarity and provide some strategies that are in line with this. One of the things I love to do on this, um, this webinar, this, this podcast that I do, is to uh, provide some tips on uh, leading a creative team. So uh, I've been leading creative teams for a while, and it's always a challenge. Every team's different. Um, I'm trying to figure out the current team that I'm leading now, but I want to give you some tips that has helped me along the way. Uh, the, the tip for today, as you're leading a creative team, you know, photographers, designers, writers, all those people, uh, it's to build, a, build systems brick by brick. 
So uh, this idea of just brick by brick has been a huge, uh, huge win for me as I've been thinking about this because I want to do everything all at once. I want to have great photography, tell great stories, put them on social media and post, uh, you know, all day, every day. But the idea is that it has to be done brick by brick. So I have to get my photographer to be able to take the right photos. And then from there, I have to be able to maybe get a little piece of equipment that helps us tell some, some, uh, some videos, uh, some stories on video. And then from there, how do I create a, a basic schedule for social media? It gets us maybe two posts a week. And then brick by brick, you keep on adding on to that as you get more comfortable with it. Um, so it's a really healthy mindset that it's not going to all happen at once. And maybe your brick happens once a week where you add a little something, or maybe it's once a month. But whatever it is, that's, that's uh, super helpful to think about it as just building one thing at a time. Uh, quarter two is coming up. So another tip is just to give you a heads up. As we're looking ahead, um, Easter is coming up. So I know it's uh, right now this recording is January, but this is, the, this is the perfect time to be thinking about what is Easter? What's the game plan for Easter? And how do we get our promotions and marketing lined up so that we, we make the most out of Easter? People will come on Easter that won't come any other day. And we may, need to make sure that we're, we're taking full advantage of uh, that opportunity to reach more people. Uh, on Easter. So start planning now. Uh, also, uh, right after either Easter, there's Mother's Day, another great opportunity to reach outward and get more people to show up on that day. Uh, it's a strategic marketing day that you can leverage. Um, for churches that do groups, um, think about uh, that second season. If you do seasons like launch groups, right? somewhere right after Easter is a great time to launch more groups. So once you get people to come into the church, if you have some groups launching you know, within the weeks after that, well, then you're going to get people to connect into, into relationships. And that's what you want strategically as you kind of take advantage of the people coming on Easter. Also, Father's Day is after that. Uh, if you do something for Father's Day, just be, be thinking about second quarter and how to line that up well for success. So let's get into our topic today, uh, event marketing. I want to show you a grid that gets people to show up. I call it a grid. It's just kind of the way I think. It's just a, a tool that I use to help me uh, every single time know what to do to promote an event. So I don't want to reinvent the wheel every single time an event comes up for a church. Uh, when I was on staff, I used to do that. I used to, at church staff, I used to be the uh, communications director for a large mega church, uh, four to 5,000 people showing up on a weekend. And every time we had an event, which was frequently, like I'd have to like make it all up, you know, from the ground up. But then I realized as I got older, as my, uh, my brain fully developed and I uh, began to think things about things a little bit more clearly, that I don't have to reinvent it. I can just create one system and then just run the play uh, and, and uh, have what I need very quickly. So the problem is uh, that most churches have is that uh, people aren't coming to your events. You might be spending a lot of time and resources holding these events and people just aren't showing up, at least not new people. And um, maybe it's the same people in your church that show up all the time and you're grateful for them. But the, the purpose for most events is to get new people to come in. So I want to help you uh, shape some of that. The, the solution, so to speak, is to get them to understand how this event benefits them. So the mistake that a lot of churches make is that they tell, hey, we have this great men's event coming up. Uh, it's on this date at this time. Well, we need to communicate a little bit more. So how is this event going to benefit the audience, the men that we're trying to reach? 
And, and that's, that's really good advertising when you can tell them what the benefit is. Uh, you, you're answering the question that's in everybody's head, which is what's in it for me? Like, why should I care about your event? And you need to communicate that. Uh, the result will be when you do that and you do it well, you communicate the benefits, then people will show up. Like they'll come because they want the, the benefits that you are putting out there. I would like to serve you through my coaching membership to help you become your church's brand guide. You'll be able to be the branding experts to help turn strangers into contributors. You'll be able to steward your resources well, saying yes to the right things. Ultimately, you're going to see more guests showing up at your church. Through that, you'll see more life change taking place. And you'll be able to get more support for your vision. I've been serving churches for decades. And one thing I've seen is that there's too many churches that are perfectly equipped to reach a world that no longer exists. My agency has been building brands for churches, and we've been helping churches attract more people in their community. And then once they get there, cause them to say, I want to be a part of that. I want to show you how to do this. There are four steps. First, you have to get clear about who you serve and how you serve them. Next, you have to create the experience that's in line with solving their problem. Next, you have to have a system to attract people on a regular basis. And step four, you need to get buy-in. So people say, I want to contribute to that vision. If you get all of these four steps right, you'll have brand clarity. Will people choose to come and be a part of what you're doing? So I want to invite you to my coaching membership where you'll have access to a weekly coaching call where I'll unpack a branding strategy. Then you'll be able to ask questions specifically to your church. And I'll give you resources that you can customize for your church so that you can have a plan, a strategy to reach more people. You'll be part of a community where we're all sharing ideas because we truly believe that confusion is the enemy of the vision of the church. Join us today. Go to churchbrandguide.com. Click on membership and sign up. So there's a system that I want to show you, and um, I actually have a worksheet. So if you're part of the membership, the Church Brain Guide membership, it is a paid membership, but in it, I'm able to provide you with um, worksheets and some other things that just help you do this faster to become a communications expert in your church. So on screen right now, there's a worksheet I'm showing you um, that just has the different pieces that we're going to talk about here today but it's just a PDF that you can download in our membership. It's provided in our membership so that you're able to get this resource and, and apply it to your church. So the first part of the, the, the plan, the strategy, uh, the grid, is that we wanna start about eight to 10 weeks out planning our event. So we talked about Easter. So right now, mid-January, mid this is the time to be thinking about Easter. Um, we wanna start planning by asking the right questions. So here's some questions and I'll give you a little heads up on this, uh, this um, podcast that there's a lot of text. Um, a lot of it is just to help me communicate. So, um, but there is a lot of text on my slides this week, which is not usual, but uh, just to give you a heads up. So we're, we're asking the right questions. So what is the win for Easter? What is the win for our men's event that's coming up? We're just asking, what, is it, what are we trying to achieve? Is it get a lot of people to show up? That's good. We can do that. Is it to take people deeper in their faith? Okay, we can do that. 
Um, so what is the win for the event? And then from that, we can create alignment so that um, there's not confusion that takes place. So I'll give you a quick story. Uh, there was a men's event once that I invited a coworker to come to that didn't go to church on a regular basis. And it was promoted as a great event for, for you to invite your friends to come to. But once I got my friend there at the men's event, I began to realize that this was really awkward. Like they had a very intense worship session where it just got intense as far as like the music and the way that everything was going. And I began to feel really, really awkward for, for my friend because they, they don't know anything about, you know, this type of thing. So the event was promoted as being like, hey, this is a great place, a safe place for you to come and bring a friend that doesn't know anything about church. But then when I showed up at the event, it got weird. Not, not for me, like I'm cool with it because I'm part of the church, but it got weird for my friend and I felt bad. And honestly, that friend didn't come back. So um, just think about those type of things uh, as your plan. What is the win? And then make sure we promote that properly. So if it is going to be a deeper event, that's like, man, we're going to go deep in, in our faith, then promote that so people know what to expect. All right, let me, uh, let me move on. So who's the target audience? Is it men? Is it women? If it's a men's event, well, let's target the men. Um, we, we, we can do video promotions that are more masculine if it's a men's event versus being a women's event, which would look completely different. So target audience is, is key. Make sure you keep that in mind. Even if it's something like Easter, what is, who is the target audience? Is it saved people or non-Christians? Non, non you know, have clarity. What are we designing Easter around? So a good, a good example for Easter is uh, you might promote your Easter service as Resurrection Sunday. And that's, that's a great idea. But if you're trying to reach people that, that don't know about Jesus, the church, um, you're trying to reach people that aren't, aren't saved, Resurrection Sunday is probably not going to be something they're going to... Um, uh, connect with. So maybe you just call it Easter. If your win, if your goal is to reach people that don't know anything about church, then maybe you just call it Easter and, and make it simple for them to connect with. So just be thinking about some of those things as you ask this question, these questions. What is the call to action? Is it go to the website? Is it show up? Think about what that is so that it's, uh, you promote it well on the, uh, the, the, uh, the advertisements. How does the event support the mission of the church? So create alignment. How will you follow up with attendees after the event? Remember, it's not just about showing up. It's about getting buy-in after that. Here's a little tip on how to uh, set up your messaging. And again, I'm going to go through this pretty quick, but um, I just want to give you some tips. If you're creating messaging for your event, think about three things. What's the problem that this, that this event's going to solve in the lives of my audience that I'm trying to reach? What's the solution that I'm providing through this event? And what is the result that they can expect? So those are three basic marketing questions that, that people use all the time to create uh, TV commercials or ads in a magazine. What's the problem? What's the solution I'm providing? And what are the results that people can get? So uh, just a quick example, the problem for a men's event might be uh, that men are busy and it's hard to find a group of guys to hang out with. So maybe that's, that's the problem we're trying to solve with this event. Um, and then this, so again, that shapes the event. Like if you're saying, Hey, listen, we want to provide an event that guys can hang out with each other. Well then, uh, we just did this at a church I used to work with where we changed the event to be, to have like more games. Like we had cornhole and we had pull-up contests. We had, um, all sorts of little games that you could play, uh, before the event and even after the event, to, because we decided 
that the goal, the win, is to get busy guys to show up and have fun together. And so we did have a message and we had some worship included, but it wasn't only that, it was some hangout. So uh, hopefully that's helping you think about your events and how to think about it properly to get the most out of it, create alignment, get people to show up and then not disappoint them. So the solution for this example might be that we are providing a men's event where you can hang out with guys and do guys stuff. So it's cornhole, it's barbecue, maybe there's a lot of meat because <laughs> guys like that. Uh, maybe there's a football toss and some other games. So again, just kind of giving that example. The results, so what's the result that men can expect if they show up to this, to this event? And the result that we're promising, the, the guarantee, the promise, so to speak, is that you'll meet some great guys and have fun doing it. So we can, we, that's our promise. Uh, and so that's trying to meet the need that, that we feel that guys have in the community that they're just missing meaningful friendships and on a regular basis, and we're going to meet that need. So in our promotions, we're not promoting great worship and we're not promoting great message. We're promoting, hey, this is a great way to hang out with some guys. Create some time in your schedule and come hang out and meet some new friends. That's the real thing. And Oh, by the way, yeah, we're going to have a great message that'll help you out. So again, hopefully that helps you. If you do have some questions about any of this stuff, uh, feel free to leave a comment and I'll um, see if I can get to that towards the end. Let's keep moving. So the second part of my, my grid, again, there's a PDF download. If you're part of our membership, you can get the whole grid as a PDF. There's, uh, there's four parts to it and it'll help you walk through this for every event. So it's, it's a playbook for every event to help you just not have to reinvent everything all the time. So the second part is uh, we're actually talking about the actual promotions. Uh, so this is usually where people start, but I'm, I'm starting this as our number two. So what types of media promotions are needed? Uh, we're asking that question. And then um, in our previous session, if you were part of that, we talked about creating a, a tier system, like tier one, two, and three. Tier one gets all of our promotions. Tier two gets some, and tier three gets very few. But it's all about budget. Like tier one gets our full budget for an event promotion. Tier two gets half of that. Tier three gets no budget, but you can still promote it. So again, there's a, there's a whole thing, a whole teaching that I did on that, that you can uh, unpack uh, through some of our previous podcasts. Um, so tier one, I do want to touch on this real quick. Here's a great example of what a tier one might look like. So ways to promote an event that have worked really, really well for me in the past, as I've worked with other churches uh, and even my own church when I used to be on staff. So have a screen that goes up in the lobby and goes up in the auditorium so that it's, it's a nice graphic that communicates the, uh, the event. Have social media graphics, have three of them that can, you can use as ads on social media. Have uh, an event flyer that, or an invite that you can hand out to people in the congregation. So make sure you rally your congregation to be able to, to uh, participate in inviting people to the church. Um, number four, have a, like posters or banners in the lobby. So make sure that there's a lobby presence that you can, you can point people to as they walk into the auditorium or into the, uh, the lobby of the church. Maybe there's a mailer that you can send out where you send out a mailer to your community. Those are still effective. It's very expensive, but it's still very effective. Um, by the way, those social media graphics, you can use those as ads on Facebook. It's the best 
best bang for your money. Like you get the most out of Facebook ads than any other, other form of advertising. Uh, maybe you could do a digital billboard. Uh, those are the cheapest uh, billboards because they rotate every uh, five seconds or so, uh, but they're really effective. So if you have an event, maybe you look for a digital billboard in your city, a photo booth. This would be more on the, uh, the day of the event, have a photo booth where people can take photos in front of it and then share it and it, it gets your branding out there. Uh, you're, you're providing a service for them too. Like people want, they like that stuff. They want to take a photo for their Instagram. So provide that opportunity. Um, a banner outside your building, maybe on the, on the lawn or on the property somewhere. A video invite. Um, so video is huge for Facebook and on your website and, and also on, on your, uh, in your service. You could use a great video that promotes the event. Uh, and then create a website landing page. If the event is big enough, like Easter, or maybe it's a really big men's event, um, have a landing page that has all the information. It's just one page on your website that is uh, specific to the event. It has everything on there that people would need to know. It could even include that video on there that's a promo video. It could even include the three social media graphics so that people can save it and then share it from their own accounts. So landing pages are a big deal uh, for your events. Uh, if it's a big enough event, it's worth a landing page. So try to do that. Uh, so a tier two might include half of those items, tier three. I won't go through all that. Again, I have a whole teaching on that if you wanted to check that out. Um, so let's, let's go to question number two. When will the promotions run? So make sure you put some dates on there. And on my, my resource, I've got a place for due dates. So when does the screen need to be ready? When does the poster or the, the billboard or anything that we just mentioned, let's write down the dates when those things need to be ready. So in January, we know that Easter is well taken care of well in advance. Uh, so we can put those due dates in there well ahead of time. Um, all right, so let's keep on looking at some of these questions. Uh, the next one is, what are the event details and themes? So again, with Easter, make sure you get that now in January so you're not scrambling later on to invent things and to promote those things. Uh, leave yourself some margin. What's the call to action for the promotions? So again, is it to go to the landing page on the website? Uh, well, then that's the one thing. That's if you do a Facebook ad, the call to action is to click here and then it takes them to that landing page on the website. Or maybe your event is a sign up event and the call to action is to sign up in the lobby or click on this link to sign up. So determine what that call to action is so you can be extremely clear in your advertising of what the next step is for people to take. Um, a lot of times it's confusing. Like you promote the event, it's this time, but people don't know exactly what the next step is. And any sort of confusion is where you're going to lose them. And then you might run your promotions about four weeks out. That's my recommendation. Give it about four weeks of advertising before the event to really promote it well. On average, people come to church about 1.7 times a month. So let's promote it at least a couple of times while they're there. Uh, so four weeks out gives you a good amount of time to promote it. All right, number three, I'm going to wrap things up here. I have uh, two more sections to tell you about. So the event execution. So have a plan for the day of the event. So that's part of your marketing. Celebrating the event and showing people what's happening is part of your marketing. Uh, don't, don't let an event happen without it being posted and, and uh, um, so people can see what great things are happening. So on the day of the event, have great, great hospitality. So your greeters, your ushers, whatever host people are involved, have excellent hospitality. Bathrooms are clean, facilities are nice. Uh, 
Uh, that's part of your marketing. That's part of your experience that you're providing for people. Have a clear call to action for their next step after the event. So don't just have an event and not give them a next step. Give them an, maybe it's to join a group. Maybe it's to come to Sunday service. Uh, maybe it's to get into a Bible study, but always have a next step. And one is good. 10 is not. Uh, one is good. It provides focus. Uh, if you provide too many next steps, then people kind of ignore all of them. Capture information of new people that come. So have a way to capture their email and a phone number so you can follow up with them. Don't let an event happen where you don't take advantage of people being there and capture that information. Uh, may not be a sign-in process. Like that gets a little awkward. Maybe it is, uh, but figure out a way to capture. Uh, capture also video and photography of the event so that you can share it on social media. Whenever people gather together and they're smiling and having a good time or just encountering God's presence, capture that. Have a photographer there or have somebody ready to go with their iPhone to capture that, that event. And then also make sure you post on social media. So the day of the event, you could post a uh, Instagram story of what's going on or maybe a Facebook story or maybe just post something uh, on Facebook itself just to say, hey, this is what's happening right now. Post that photo, post that little video and uh, make sure you take advantage of the day of the event. The final part to this is section four, which talks about uh, after the event. So a week after the event, like you should do a few things to set you up well for success. First, you need to evaluate the event. Like how did it go? That way we get better at it and we don't just let things slide. And also celebrate. Make sure if things happened at the event, if people gave their lives to Jesus, write that down and make sure you, you celebrate that. You know, whether you announce it to the church or announce it to the team that helped out. Like make sure there's a celebration as part of the, uh, the event within a week after that event happens. Um, so was, we're asking these questions as we're, as we're evaluating the event. Was the, was the win achieved? Like if it was Easter, we wanted to attract new people to our church. Did we do that? Let's just talk about it. Did it work? Um, was uh, what went as planned? What didn't go as planned? How did we f follow up with the attendees? And what are some notes for next time? So make sure you cover those bases after the event, evaluate it well, ask the right questions, have the right leaders in the room that help you put on the event um, so that you're, you're um, really taking advantage of, of um, uh, getting better, making it better for the next time. Uh, this is the coaching membership area. So again, I've, I've told you that there's a resource there. I want to give it to you. Uh, it's located in the coaching membership. It's a PDF that helps you walk through this process. It has all these questions and checklists to help you go through this process every time with your events that are coming up. Uh, so you can ask um, the right questions in advance and get their marketing lined up so that more people show up. Having that clarity makes it um, less confusing. Again, just to give a very simple example, if you're not clear about who your target audience is, uh, you're going to confuse. If you're not, if you're trying to market to everyone when it's a men's event, that, that gets confusing. Just advertise to men. In fact, one, one of the uh, one of the churches I was working with, I keep on using men as an example, just just to provide some clarity. So it could be a women's event, it could be a kids event, a youth event, anything like that. I'm just using this as an example. Uh, but one of the uh, uh, churches I worked with had a men's event and we got really clear about what we're trying to do with this men's event. Like it's about getting guys together to have fellowship with each other and have fun for an evening, two hours. 
Yes, there's going to be praise and worship. Yes, there's going to be a message, but they're just going to come together and hang out. So the promotions were all about um, this guy on a, a motor, Harley Davidson motorcycle, just being overly macho and, and talking about the men's event. Had a big beard and all the leather and all that stuff. So um, we would never do that to promote a women's event, but we would for a men's event. And it's a, it was a fun uh, advertisement, this video that we did, because we knew that the goal of the event was to engage guys to come and hang out and have fun together. So it wasn't a serious event, like a touching, you know, really serious uh, promotion. It was more fun and, and upbeat because of the clarity we were able to do that. And that event, we had record numbers of men showing up at an event at the church. Most churches would love to have record numbers of men showing up at an event. Um, and that's exactly what happened. So jump into the membership area. If you're not a member, just want to let you know that it's $37 a month, just a recurring um, membership. You can drop out anytime you want to, but I want to provide as much value as I can. The video replays of all these sessions are in there, along with some other resources like photography of different church environments, and uh, it continues to add to it. So make sure you check out that resource at churchbrandguide.com. Uh, and there's a membership area. So just click on that membership button, sign up for that membership. I'd love to see you in there, give you these resources and uh, support your church in what you're trying to do as you, as you grow your church. If there's any questions that you have on the call, I'm going to check right now for uh, any uh, comments that you might have had. So feel free to type in those, those comments uh, right now if you have any. If not, we'll just close things out here in just a moment. Um, but hopefully this is helpful to you. Um, early on in our, our uh, 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 podcast, I was sharing about, um, I think it was Generations Church. Yeah, Generations Church and just rebranding them. So that is something that I do as an agency. Um, and with that, I'm able to bring a lot of this stuff to Church Brand Guide to say, hey, this is what's working. As I work with different churches directly, I want to provide those solutions to you as part of Church Brand Guide and uh, just bring that uh, real life thing uh, to, to you. And also, I'm part of a church plant in South Florida where we're starting from zero. We're trying to build a church and we are building a church in South Florida. We're five months into it. Uh, Vibrant Church is doing well. Our metrics are really strong. Um, and I believe it's, it's for a lot of different things, but uh, one of the things is that we are being extremely clear to our audience of what we want to provide for them. So our tagline, you've probably heard it before if you've followed me at all, the tagline for Vibrant Church is to help people live a better story. So when people think about this church, we want to own the real estate in their mind that this is a place where people go to live a better story. So if something happens in their life and they begin to think, man, there's got to be more to life than this. We want to own that real estate in their mind that says, I, I, I need to go to that place where they teach you how to live a better story. And we're, all our marketing, all our messaging is really geared towards that big idea. How do we get the messaging out there where we, we take ownership of helping people understand that this is a place where people go to live a better story? One of the big things we're working on now is how to share more stories in our church. So we want to tell stories of life change. And not, not, um, one method, not in one method, but in multiple ways. How can we write articles about it? How can we tell, um, create videos? How can we have people even get up and share personally? How do we share uh, stories in our leadership meetings? 
Um, so it's one of the big things that we're working on and every church should um, begin to do more of that, get better at telling stories and creating a way to capture stories and then to share those stories. All right, guys. Well, thanks again. If you have any questions or comments, make sure um, you uh, actually, if you want to unmute yourself right now, you can do that as well. Um, I don't want to close it before I have a chance to maybe engage with you if any, if you have any questions, uh, but I will start to wrap things up here in the next minute or so. If there's no questions coming through again, I hope this was really helpful for you. It's a, it's the goal of church brain guide to serve you as a virtual communications director so that I can help you get further, faster, get clear, getting clear about who you serve, how you serve them so that you, Dis destroy and defeat the enemy of confusion that causes people to, to not come and, and to not stick around. Thanks for joining me today, guys. My name is Michael Prasad, Albert Church Brand Guide, and I'll see you next time. My hope is that this podcast is a help to you. There are three ways you can support this podcast. One is to subscribe. Second is to share it so other people can be helped by it. And the third way is to leave a review.